Hey ho, Car Rides with Phil, a home edition if you're watching on YouTube. And this is part three in the series of the chronology of forgiveness. In the first part, we did talk just about the chronology of forgiveness itself. When are we forgiven? In part two, we talked about what it looks like to actually receive that forgiveness. And here in part three today, we'll talk about have you actually received it and how do you know? The answer is surprisingly simple in thought and surprisingly difficult in practice. And for the answer, we're going to look at Matthew 18, the, the parable of the unmerciful servant. In this parable, there's a, a master of, of some kind and a servant. And this servant has a debt of what would be lifetimes of, of dollars, lifetimes of money. Somehow, he has accrued a debt of millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that he just cannot pay back. And so he goes to his master and he begs for forgiveness. And the master, surprisingly, cancels the entire debt. He has pity on him. He has mercy on him and forgives the entire debt. And then as the parable goes, that same servant then finds a servant of his that, that owes him a debt of basically a few dollars worth of pocket change and strangles him, asking for him to pay it back, and threatens him, and, and wants to throw him in jail. It's just like all this punishment and unforgiveness of this, of this person's debt. And the master finds out about this and can't believe it and throws the original servant in jail uh, for acting this way. And, and so there's a couple lessons that, that we need to glean from this. One is the original prompt of this exact parable that Jesus tells is Matthew asking, how, how many times should I forgive somebody? Seven times? And part of what you need to hear in that question is that, that Peter for sure thought that, he, that seven times was probably way more than enough. Uh, Marty Solomon of the Bama podcast, I have to thank for this, where uh, in, in certain cultures around that time, if you forgave somebody three times, it was like godly, it was divine. So Peter saying, hey, what if I, you know, what if I forgave someone seven times? And Jesus says, no, seven times, 70 times, which, you know, it, it's not even like, Okay, you count up to 490 and then you're finally done forgiving. It's meant to be, no, you always forgive, right? And that, that goes back to part one, right? You always forgive because that's how your father always forgives. And so uh, Jesus then tells this parable. And this parable tells us a couple of things. Uh, when we know we have received forgiveness when we are able to give it away and not only give it away, but give it away as abundantly and as endlessly as we have received it. And if, if we don't, we have not yet received the fullness of his forgiveness. And that's a challenging thought. <laughs> it's, it's a, you know, we, we might think that we've received forgiveness when we've asked for it once or when if, you know, I've prayed the sinner's prayer and I've, I've received forgiveness. 
And that might be true on some level, but this parable is saying something drastically different. It's saying if you don't have forgiveness in seven times 70 effect, you haven't quite received it yet. If you haven't been able to forgive on that level, there's still an amount of forgiveness that you haven't quite received because if you received it, you, you would give it away. And what I love about this is that there's this internal way that we are supposed to be compelled. We're supposed to be compelled so deeply by the, the forgiveness that we've received that why wouldn't we? You know, why wouldn't we respond and reflect this forgiveness to other people in kind? And one of the ways that we're supposed to be compelled by that, according to this parable, is to see our own debts as these infinite debts, right? The, the original servant has this millions and millions of dollars worth of debt, uh, lifetimes of debt, multiple lifetimes of debt that he would never be able to pay back. And he's forgiven of it all. But then the servant, when he goes and sees somebody else with just a little bit of debt, is unforgiving, right? And so the perspective typically is, oh man, I would never do that. And then we hold a grudge against somebody <laughs> because they have done something incomprehensible. And the, the perspective is supposed to be the other way around. Is oh, I, I can't believe <laughs> the incomprehensible amount of sin that I have and it's been forgiven. Oh, this thing that I'm tempted to think is unforgivable is just pocket change in comparison to the forgiveness that I know I've received. Yeah, I should, I should consider forgiving. I should, I should act unforgiving this person. And so that's, that's the way we're supposed to be internally compelled by the view of forgiveness that we've talked about in the last two parts is that it, it starts to wear on us in a way that we begin to consider our debts as immeasurable and other people's debts as, as mere pocket change of debts that are owed to me or owed to God in some sort of way. And as a result, we are forgiving. We are forgiving. Now, a quick, quick small caveat and then a final point. There's, there's always, 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 always going to be exceptions to the rule. And then there is real, real harm and real, real hurt uh, that can be done to us that may take time to forgive or may take time to um, get to a place where we can see God's forgiveness for them. And that's okay. And, uh, and I would recommend that if, if you feel you're in that place, that you talk to a professional, a therapist, or, or talk to a trusted mentor, trusted friends about where you're at in that, and have grace, have grace for yourself uh, in considering when it is that you do respond with forgiveness or grace. But when it comes to the day-to-day, -day, you know, the, the getting cut off on the highway, or, you know, some, someone is, is acting rude to you in the store, or something like that, right, or or even when, you know, friends might do something that, uh, that causes us chagrin towards them. Like, uh, we should be developing an everyday grace uh, for the everyday encounters of debts that might be owed to us or to others. That we, we shake our heads at the, the unfathomable amount of grace that I've already been given. Of course, I can give it away for... 
for the pocket change that's owed to me in, in any one of any given everyday sort of situations where I might need to be gracious. So the, the final point here would be to, to see the shadow side, right? The, the shadow side of this parable is that if, if I don't see debts and forgiveness this way, well, then I'm the one that's imprisoned. <laughs> it's, it's not the person that is in debt to me that has, you know, the negative consequences. And, and maybe, you know, maybe there's something coming down the pipe for them. But as it pertains to the person that can't forgive in that situation, basically God is saying, you're the one in prison. <laughs> I, I've heard it said one time that not forgiving somebody else is like pouring out a cup of poison for the person that you can't forgive, but drinking it yourself, right? You're just, you're poisoning yourself with unforgiveness. Uh, and that cup never actually makes it to the other person. It's, it's only you that gets, uh, that feels the imprisonment of not forgiving somebody else. So, uh, you know, when, when are you forgiven, right? God, God is just always forgiving. It's the way that he is. We receive it through humility and open hands and by asking for it. And that's, that's how we begin the way of forgiveness is through humility. It's never going to come just through a pride of, of following a God that is forgiving. It's, it's by following God in humility and then acting on it. Uh, part three here is, is the acting in a more complete forgiveness that sees our debts as huge and other people's debts as small. So may you live out forgiveness in such a way that reveals that you've humbly received it.